everybody and welcome to this episode of Cold Talk. I am your host Cole Martins. Thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there, you can message me questions or topics you have to hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. Also, I'd like to thank my brother Landon Martins for the amazing artwork on the page. And to see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at MrFancyLand. That is at M-R-F-A-N-C-Y-L-A-N. Good about today's episode, we're going to be talking about some wrestling and WWE SmackDown was on on Friday night as we are one, uh, that was one day before the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. So a lot of exciting things happening on WWE right now and this was also the season premiere of SmackDown which had a, quite a few big moments on it during the night. Uh, of course we had the main event which was Sheamus taking on Guta for the Intercontinental Championship, a rematch for Class of the Castle. We had the Bloodline. They're also confronting Logan Paul and a bunch of other stuff happening throughout the net, which we'll go over. Uh, but we'll start off with it being the season premiere. Uh, a lot of things were expected to happen in this one. Uh, first thing that kind of happened pretty much was people were wondering about the stage being different. Well, the stage did not change. It's still the exact same big, huge LED monitor behind them that uh, takes up the whole stage. So yes, that's a little disappointing or hoping for something different with the season premiere. Uh, but either way, it's a stage. I guess I'm not going to sit here and complain about a stage at all, but... Overall, wish they would kind of change and make Raw and SmackDown into their own little unique stage like they did back in the day. But again, maybe we'll get that sometime sooner or later with Triple H being in charge. Uh, also, good to mention that we have a new commentary partner for Michael Cole. And that is Wade Barrett as he is moving up from NXT up to SmackDown. Uh, all of the shows have different announcers. We'll go over them when I go to the shows because I can't play them on the top of my head. Uh, but Michael Cole will be with Wade Barrett now. So that is uh, good news for a SmackDown, I believe, because Wade Barrett was amazing on NXT. I loved listening to him. I think him and Michael Cole will have some good chemistry, and I think they'll bring some uh, more entertainment to our TVs when we're listening on Friday nights. But let's get into the show now, as we will start off with the beginning of the show, because this is could be major for Extreme Rules here, as Triple H opened up the show, welcomed all the fans to the SmackDown season premiere, and then introduced the Bloodline. But if you're looking... I guess you didn't have to look that closely. It's pretty obvious what was on Triple H's mic. If you looked at Triple H's mic, you can see the QR code on his microphone, which led to another clue about the White Rabbit, as it was pretty much a Three Little Pigs uh, 15 second thing, as it was kind of changing picture to picture. But the key thing of this is, in the whole video, it was saying, let me in. Let me in repeatedly, which who's the one person who says let me in a lot? Uh, Bray Wyatt. So, again, another huge clue that this is Bray Wyatt coming back. But that was the only huge clue that Bray Wyatt, uh, this is Bray Wyatt as well. As if you watch very, very, very closely for that one little tiny millisecond near the end of the video, we were shown Huskus the Pig, which if you don't know who that is, that was the big slobby pig that, that was in the Firefly Funhouse. So, again, another huge clue that this is Bray Wyatt. Uh, even though I think many of us know it's Bray Wyatt, this was almost the giveaway that it automatically is Bray Wyatt, if you notice that little thing. So that is huge. And also, that is not the only time we got a right White Rabbit surprise in this episode. But we also got an animation of a bunny hopping across the black screen, finding a purple X on the ground, digging into it. And then also, we've seen lava coming out. And then a bunch of uh, different ways of saying, 
feed your head in different languages and ending with the feed your head in English at the end. And uh, something else somebody noticed coming in the coming, oh, was it something coming soon or something like that? There was a six in there, which everybody knows the Wyatt six. So again, maybe another clue that it is Bray Wyatt. But I think at this point, we all know it's Bray Wyatt. And this tease was said coming soon. So if this is coming, oh, it's coming soon. That that's where the uh, six instead of the G it, it was. Uh, but again, this is pretty much saying that the Fiend or somebody might be arriving tonight. Whoever the White Rabbit is, more than likely it is the Fiend. If it's not, I think a lot of lot of people are going to be very upset. If it is not him, but Extreme Rules, we might get our chance to see who the White Rabbit is, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but the question is now, what match will this be happening in? Uh, the only two I can see this happening in, and it looks like this could be a good clue of this as well, is the Edge-Finn Ballard match because of the Purple X. Uh, Finn Ballard is known to have that Purple X, so we'll see if that is what his target's going to be. Or if it's going to be during this main event with Seth Rollins and Riddle, which I think is a little less thinkable because if anything, he'd go after, um, I'd be guessing he'd go after Seth Rollins, but again, Seth Rollins set up for the U.S. Championship match and that rivalry, so that kind of eliminates that one. So if anything, it's Matt Riddle, Finn Bella, or Edge is that who he's going to be going after. But again, something to keep an eye on at Extreme Rules coming up here on Saturday, so keep an eye on that and see what happens. Now let's get into the matches and what happened throughout the night. And we'll start off with the main event on the night, which is for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Guter with the champion taking on Sheamus. As, again, these two had an amazing match at Clash of the Castle. Probably, again, match of the year material between these two as these guys beat the leading hell out of each other. And they did the exact same tonight. Uh, these two were just chopping left and right as it... First, like, I think five to ten minutes in this match, we've seen Sheamus's chest was just completely beat up to begin with. Cuts all over his chest. Uh, Gunther was just beating him up. Uh, then we got to switch over to another cool little, cool little thing here. After Sheamus gave Gunther the ten beats the Baron on each of the three ring ropes. And so we start off the top, hit him ten times. He fell down, hit him on the second rope. Fell down again, hit him out three ten times on the third rope. And the crowd kept counting for each of them. This, by the way, this crowd... For this premiere was absolutely incredible. Uh, it was somewhere in Massachusetts. I can't remember the exact location it was. But either way, WWE has to go back to this place sooner than later. Because the crowd was absolutely awesome the entire night. Uh, so kudos to that, cr that crowd for that season premiere. Uh, but this match took uh, a weird turn in this one. As we had a chaos on the outside going on at one point. But the main thing that happened in this one was. Uh, we had the uh, Cloverleaf put on by... Sheamus, which looked, uh, Luther was in a lot of pain, and he hit the mat twice, uh, and I thought made Sheamus think that he tapped on the whole crowd thought he tapped out, but he did not. The ref was calling it off, which from what I've learned online now after going through Twitter, this is called a Brazilian tap. So apparently when you tap twice, it's the mindset that you did tap, but you did it because you're supposed to tap three times. Uh, this was a huge argument online after this, and it started a whole thing about if he actually tapped out or not, but he did not. Uh, so that made Sheamus to give up the submission. Uh, then all of a sudden we had Imperium come out to Trump come and try to root on Gunther while he was on the ground hurt, which led to the, uh, Brawling Brutes come out and just sort of a huge brawl outside between everybody. Uh, KS just going all around the ring as Gunther, uh, countered the brudge quick with the, uh, Sir Lady that was given to him by, I believe it was Ludwig, uh, gave him the Shillelagh. 
Uh, he would end up clotheslining him, hit him in the face while the ref's back was turned while she was looking at everything that was going outside the ring. Uh, we would have the pinfall and the ring general would retain the SmackDown Championship. Now, again, we've seen Gunther already beat him clean, so this is probably a good way to get build up for the match tomorrow night as we have all six men in a uh, Brawley book match. I can't remember what that was, what it was called. <laughs> uh, but either way, uh, these six men are going to be in a match tomorrow night. Uh, these It's going to be hard-hitting as it was tonight, I believe. Things are going to be absolutely crazy in that one. Uh, let me see if I can remember the name of this match. If I can find it here real quickly. Good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. That's what it's called. Uh, but again, these six men are going to be going at it. But this match was, again, another great match between these three. Uh, two, excuse me. Uh, that went to the Warrior. And it almost gave the thought a few times that... We thought Sheamus was going to win and become a Grand Slam champion, winning every championship in WWE, but that was not the case. Uh, but overall, the crowd was awesome in this match. Everything worked out perfectly. Builds up more of a setup for the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, and I think this will lead into the pay-per-view to give the Brawling Brutes a little bit more of a bigger mindset going into the Extreme Rules pay-per-view on Saturday. But again... Guter remains your Intercontinental Champion. Now we'll go back to the beginning of the show, which once Triple H finished talking, he was introduced to the Bloodline as Bloodline came out. Uh, this one as they were about to have a face-to-face -face of Logan Paul. Uh, as Roman Reigns was doing his uh, intro, his uh, talk about Acknowledge Me thing, we had Logan Paul interrupt him, uh, which led to the conversation between the two. Uh, Logan Paul would pretty much talk to Roman Reigns saying, uh, ask who the travel chief, which was travel chief he's going to face. He's going to face Roman Reigns or Jey Uso. This ended up upsetting the bloodline a little bit here as we would see uh, the wise man, Paul Heyman, come up and talk about Jake Paul, pretty much talking about how a bunch of influencers that he could have chose over Jake Paul. Uh, I had no clue who any of these people are whatsoever, so it kind of was not interesting to me at all. Uh, it, it was very slow, to the point, uh, to a point, until we saw Roman Reigns get in Jay's face and kind of look him down as Jay couldn't even look him in the eyes at one point. Because if you don't know the whole storyline about what's going on, Jay has been having a lot of anger issues with Sami Zayn, pretty much saying he's not a part of the bloodline and all that stuff. So we had about a minute stare down with Roman getting in Jay's face. Then Sami Zayn would take the mic talking about how the Andre Uso was talking pretty much about how. Uh, Logan Paul was pretty much the a giant two, and they were the ones. And it was it was actually a really really good segment. Even see Roman Reigns had to broke character, was trying not to laugh on camera at one point. Uh, Sami Zayn is just a gold mine. Let's be hundred percent honest there. Sami Zayn is absolutely fantastic. He makes this group better just by his commentary side to a very serious group. Uh, it's gonna be sad when this thing whole, all breaks down at one point. But again, we'll wait and see if that does happen at all. Uh, but as of right now, they're sticking together, and it looks like the Andre Uso is the one holding this group together at certain points. But pretty much talking about how it's it, the Roman Reigns is pretty much going to beat the living hell out of Paul. Uh, and this one overall, this segment didn't work too well, in my opinion. Uh, Paul Heyman, uh, the very one of the very few times it seemed like what he said on the mic had no impact whatsoever. The only again, the only positive thing about this whole thing, I think, was Roman getting in Jay's face. Too, that there is some. Cracks in the bloodline 
and then Sami Zayn talking, which anytime Sami Zayn gets to talk, we are all happy to hear it. Uh, but again, uh, there's some more on the bloodline coming up later on in this show that we will talk about. Uh, but again, Roman Reigns and Logan Paul's face off. Not the greatest way to start off this show. Next, we had a debut on the night for a new faction as Hit Row was looking ready to compete before they were attacked by three masked men. Now, if you knew who, if you've seen those masks before at NXT, you knew exactly who they were. If not, you had a little bit of surprise here. As then, out of nowhere, we've seen the return of Selena Vega as she took out B-Fab with a Hernan from the top rope. Uh, she would stand there with the three masked men as they would uh, take off their mask. As is the Santano, Santano, uh, Santos Escobar, Jaqueen Wilde, and Cruz del Toro unmasked to reveal Legato del Fantasma has made their debut at SmackDown. And I am really, really excited to see what this group will be able to do on the main roster. Especially now that they have Selena Vega uh, by their side. Uh, so this is going to be great for this group. I think they're going to be an excellent addition to the uh, SmackDown roster. I think this would be good for them all. And I again, I'm expecting high things for uh, Santos Escobar. As if you did not watch him in NXT, he was a really, really good wrestler. Really good Lucha Libre uh, that can do a lot of big things. He's a uh, kind of likes to be like do some Eddie Guerrero stuff a little bit, but he is going to do very, very well, I believe. And I expect a high things from uh, also Wild and Toro as they should be able to get a, do a good job on the main roster as well. But a lot of things to uh, Selena Vega as well, making her return as she's been off for quite a while. They didn't really say why she was off, but again, we'll see what she can do. But there's a lot of people who are wondering what happened to Electra Lopez. Well, she was also a member of the group as the female of the group that was on their side in NXT. Uh, I guess from what I've heard, there's talks that she was too green to go up to the main roster. For those who don't know what green is, means she was, wasn't was pretty much ready. Uh, she didn't have enough experience to go up to the main roster. So I don't know if she's going to remain NXT or what's going to happen. I've also heard she is hurt right now too. So that could be an issue also. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see what is going to happen with Electra Lopez. If she's going to be down in NXT wrestling, which is kind of weird because she got in the car and left with them. On that last episode of NXT, they were on. Uh, they had something to keep an eye on with that group though. But... Fantastic to see Legato Tanfasma on the main roster, as now that makes six uh, factions on SmackDown, so a lot of factions on SmackDown. So uh, for those wondering, there's Imperium, the Bloodline, the Brawling Brutes, the New Day, uh, Legato Tanfasma, and I am now forgetting one off the top of my head right now. Uh, who is it? Uh, Hit Row. Uh, so we have six factions on the roster. Uh, which I think maybe something Triple H has noticed that from AEW that he wants to try to make into WWE, which I'm 100% okay with, because I think the more factions they have, the more interesting they can get from time to time. Uh, kind of makes more partnerships, so you're not grabbing random take deep partners all over the place as well. So this should be very interesting to see how the Gato Phasma is going to work here on the main roster. Next, we had Karrion Cross lay out Drew McIntyre once again as Drew McIntyre ambushed Karrion Cross during his entrance. Uh, hoping to pay him back for his recent attack. Uh, then these two would go at it. Uh, uh, however, the, after the strap was tied to both men, Karrion Cross would lay out the Scottish Warrior again. Uh, then smacking with the strap multiple times at this one. 
As again, good job uh, building up this feud a little bit. As they're showing the hatred between the, both these guys, as both these guys just are beating the living hell of each other once again. As now we will see what this will lead to at the Stream Rose pay per view. And either way, Drew McIntyre, we know, always has a good match. This is a huge test for Karrion Cross. His bit, first bit major match since coming back. Will we be able to hang with Drew McIntyre? Will we be able to put on a match Drew McIntyre uh, in the ring? This is this will make or break Kerry Cross pretty much of how big of a character he will be, and if he will ha be able to have a chance to face Roman Reigns for the Universal WWE Universal Championship. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But again, uh, big build up between these two getting in, going to their strap match at Extreme Rules. Next, we will talk about Sokola, Solo Sokola taking on Ricochet. This was ended up being the first match of the night as these two uh, went back and forth for a while as Sokola was trying to. Deal with Ricochet's speed at times as he was able to deal with the pace. Uh, but and so, which meant uh, Ricochet had from times did have to carry this match a little bit. But Sokoa showed off his power throughout this one as he was beating uh, Ricochet up from that time to time. Uh, this is a good, very good match as he would end up catching Ricochet to end the match with in mid 450 splashes. He did the spinning solo to pick up the victory in this one. Again, a uh, very good match. Uh, Sokola is pretty much using his power against Ricochet's speed. Uh, good match overall. As again, WWE continues to protect Sokoa. So they're trying to make sure he remains to look good on the main roster. Uh, but I believe this should hopefully be the end of seeing Sokola and Ricochet going to the ring. Hopefully get a new opponent for Sokoa here soon. And then after the match as well, we would see Sammy praising Sokoa. And Jay taking offense to the words at, at, in the room with the bloodline. As Jay would start getting in his face. Sami Zayn would call him a hothead, which he's, Jay would say he's not a hothead. And Roman Reigns would say, yes, you are a hothead. You've always been a hothead. And then he even said pretty much to Sammy, this ain't my problem anymore. This is your problem, Sammy. You take care of uh, Jay. So, again, kind of making sure that uh, Jay, Sami Zayn now has full control under uh, uh, Jay. Which leads to our next segment. Which New Day would be taunting Jay, saying now he has two daddies with Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn then wouldn't challenge him to a six-man match later on. So we'd have the Usos and Sami Zayn taking on the New Day and a mystery partner. And that mystery partner ended up being the monster of monsters, Braun Strowman. So this <laughs> was a big advantage now for the New Day. Uh, Sami Zayn tried to keep Jey Uso in check at times, but they got into an argument outside the ring, repeatedly going at each other, which led to Braun Strowman, who got into the match, uh, to do his little runaround. I, they have a new name for what the move was called. I can't remember exactly what they called it. I think the Bulldozer they called it, if I remember right. Yeah, anyway, he ran around the ring and trucked both, uh, Zayn and Jay. Uh, Zayn actually went, oh, uh, Jay actually went flying into Michael Cole and the Michael commentary and knocked him right down on the, to the ground. Uh, during while this is all going on, Jimmy was in the ring. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston would end up hitting their finisher to pick up the victory for this one. As we would see outside the ring, we'd see Sami Zayn helping Jimmy out of the ring. And then Jay kind of getting into his face once again. Again, showing the cracks in the bloodline uh, as we go into the coming months here. We'll see what that leads to now. Uh, but again, this bloodline starting to... Break up a little bit more and more each week. And with the Kingston and uh, Woods picking up the win in this one, this might lead to a future tag team title shot for them. So we'll have to keep an eye on what that can lead to here in the future. But the New Day and Braun Strowman pick up the win over the Bloodline. Uh, next, we had Ra Raquel Rodriguez in Shotzi taking on Sonya Deville and Zaya Lee. Uh, this pretty much was a pretty bunch of squash match as Sammy Deville and Zia Lee got a little bit of advantage against Shotzi at the beginning as Raquel uh, Rodriguez got in. 
Uh, it was just a beat up at that point. Uh, I would put Davinia away with the uh, Texana bomb. Uh, again, just another match to pretty much make Big Mama Cool look like a monster. She is going to be the WWE Champion, Women's WWE Champion at some point uh, down the line, whether it's in Raw or SmackDown. She is just looking like a big monster at this point. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if she's a champion within the next year, but she is pretty much putting the women's division at notice. Uh, we're thinking about putting her in these tag team matches. I'd like to kind of see her kind of beat up people in a singles match, but... Again, I guess they're trying to just build tag teams to go for the women's tag team championships, maybe. Uh, but overall, Rodriguez pretty much, once she got in, dominated this match to help Shotzi and her pick up the win in that one. Now for some off-screen things. A couple things happened. The Viking Raiders did another pre-tape promo. As we heard the woman talking, which is what many are expecting, was Sarah Logan. Uh, I don't remember what her voice sounded like, so I was listening to it trying to figure out who, if it was her. But uh, from the sounds of it, from what I'm reading along, it is going to be her. So good to see Sir Logan more than likely back. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see the Viking Raiders back next week. Uh, that would probably be a good time to have them come out, especially after a pay-per-view to kind of build them up. Uh, and maybe get them a title shot here sooner or later for those tag team. Again, they're a heel team, so probably wouldn't be going against the Usos at all. But build them up a rivalry with somebody. We'll see who they'll have a rivalry with. Uh, so again, good to see the Viking Raiders and Sir Logan coming back on our screens very soon. And also, Max Dupree laid out Maximum Male Models, then told Maxine Dupree that he is not Max Dupree anymore. He is truly L.A. Knight. So excited to see L.A. Knight back. Uh, great to hear him back. And Wade Barrett's reaction to it was even better better because Wade Barrett was like happily declared that he knew it was L.A. Knight all along. He Knew it was his name wasn't Max Dupree, it was L.A. Knight, and it was kind of funny. It's like, well, obviously this is L.A. Knight, but whatever. <laughs> it's kind of a fun little thing that uh, Wade Barrett was doing there. But a great to see L.A. Knight back, and he is going to be in action next Friday as he will be facing off against Mansoor or whatever his name is now, Mansoor or something like that. Some of the fancy name version of it is. But either way, L.A. Knight's going to be in action next week. I am excited. I love L.A. Knight in NXT. I think he was brilliant in NXT. And he had a hot run leaving NXT. And then he went to the main roster. And they just kind of killed it. So hopefully they can build up that momentum once again for L.A. Knight. To make him what he was in NXT. As he was starting on to be on the rise of being a big star. So we will see what happens with that one. Uh, but again, excited to see L.A. Knight in action next week on SmackDown. But overall, this was a pretty good show. I was uh, very happy with the season premiere. A lot of good action in here. Uh, the Bloodline and New Day and Braun Strowman had some, it was a good match. Uh, we built up a lot for the pay-per-view as we had the Killian Cross, Damian, Drew McIntyre. Of course, the main match, uh, built up for the Brawling Brutes against Imperium in that one. Uh, also we got to see the Bloodline, which wasn't the greatest thing in the world from the beginning of the show, but the match was a, a good match between those, in that six-man. And then we also had the debut of Legato Dan Phasma and the return of Selena Vega, which is always nice. And, of course, the return of L.A. Knight, changing his character back to where it should be. So, again, overall, a lot of good things happening on this SmackDown. Very happy with how it went. And a good buildup as we get ready for the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Uh, six matches on the card for that one. Uh, very excited to see how this is going to go as we'll go over those matches right now. As we'll go over the first one, the gold-fashioned Dolly Brooke match. Imperium, Gunther, Ludwig, Kreiser, and Giovanni Vinci. Taking on the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Rich Holland, and Butch. An I Quit match on the Raw side with Edge taking on Finn Ballard. A strap match with Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross, And a ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair taking on Bailey. 
an Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown Women's Championship as the champion Liv Morgan will take on Ronda Rousey. And a fight pit match on the Raw side as Matt Riddle will take on Seth Rollins with Daniel Cormier being the special guy referee for the, in that one. And of course, the tease of the White uh, Rabbit. Who it is? Who is it going to be? Who is going to feed our head on Saturday night? Will we find out on Saturday night who, at Extreme Rules who it is? A lot of questions, but a lot of excitement coming into this pay-per-view. A lot of good things could be happening. I'm excited for this pay-per-view. Any of these matches... Could be the match of the night. So we'll just have to wait and see what is going to happen in Extreme Rules. But a lot of hype coming to this pay-per-view. This could be one of the biggest non-Big 4 pay-per-views in a very, very long time in WWE. And the funny thing is there's no even uh, major titles. I mean, there's two major the two women's championship are the two only two titles being defended in this one. So no mid-card titles, no universal titles, no tag team titles on the line in this one. So, not a lot of titles on, and there's this much hype for a pay-per-view is very, very good for WWE. Uh, excited to see what's going to happen during this show. Uh, but again, if you, are, if you are interested, in li- uh, if you want to listen, I did do a uh, my predictions for the Extreme Rules pay-per-view that is online right now. Uh, so, you can check that out, listen to that. Uh, hear what I got to say, what's going to happen at Extreme Rules pay-per-view. I'll leave a link for that below so you guys can click on that and go to that and see what I think is going to happen at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. But again, this did happen before Friday Night Smackdown that was aired, so I did not know the whole White Rabbit thing and the announcement for that tomorrow. So there will be a little few things missing. Uh, but again, uh, keep, if you want to see what my thoughts are going to be and what happens at, ex- at Extreme Rules, you can check that out uh, on my page. But that is all the wrestling I have to talk about here today. Thank you guys for joining me. Don't forget for the get the latest information on the show. You can follow me on Twitter at, and follow me on, like me on Facebook as well at Cold Talk. That is at C O L E D T A L K. On there you can message me questions or topics that you hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I love to hear what you guys have to say. So make sure you keep an eye on my uh, Twitter account on during Extreme Rules. I'll be talking as much as I can about the pay-per-view. And I'd love to talk with you guys about it. Hear what you guys have to say about everything. Uh, again, very excited for this pay-per-view. Also, don't forget to subscribe and or follow button to get alerts so when the newest episodes are released. The next episode I will be doing will be on Sunday. I'll be talking about the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. What happened during the show. Uh, my thoughts on everything that happened during the show. And what everything is going to lead to after that. Uh, again, there's hopefully that sounds like there might be a lot to talk about during this show, so we'll have to wait and see uh, during the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. So check that out on Sunday to hear my reaction of the pay-per-view. Also keep an eye on my, I'll be talking about Monday Night Raw on Tuesday. Also, I have a sports show talking about the MLB playoffs that are happening right now, NFL, college football, NHL, which is starting up here on, actually, regular season already did start with the International Series, uh, but the season starts on Tuesday, I think, overall for every uh, for other teams. Uh, NBA, which is starting up here in the next couple weeks. So a lot of things happen in sports right now you can keep an eye on. So I'll be talking about sports on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we'll be talking about NXT, what happened during that show. Also doing an NFL show, talking about week six, what happened the week prior, and my predictions for those games. We'll talk about AEW Dynamite on Thursday. And then on Friday, next Friday, we should be talking about the NXT pay-per-view Halloween Havoc. We'll go over the predictions for that one. And then next Saturday, we'll be talking uh, about SmackDown once again. Uh, but again, to make sure you, you can watch all those, make sure you hit the subscribe and follow button to follow the page. Uh, thank you guys for tuning with me today, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, I always appreciate it. My name is Cole Martins, and you guys all have a great day.